part of protecting your finances today means managing and keeping an eye on your accounts, both offline and online. Today, we'll share how you can arm yourself against fraud and the most common scams. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, where we're focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. Support for this podcast comes from 5 Days to 5K Course. A big headache for many couples in the community is they know what they need to do. They need to knock down this debt or save up for a big goal. The question is, where does this money come from? Budget's tight. So I designed a free week-long course that will show you step-by-step how to find, save, and make some extra money. And it's broken down into manageable chunks because I know we are all busy. You can sign up at couplemoney.com 5k. Being on top of your accounts is an absolute necessity if you want to protect your finances. Between the scams, fraud, and data breaches that are out there, there are plenty of opportunities for people to get access to your accounts. And while we can't fix things in an instant, there are things you can do to protect yourself. Today, Joe Mecca from Coastal Federal Credit Union is back on the show to wrap up this two-part series. In this episode, we're going to get into big offline and online scams that you need to be aware of how to protect yourself with strong passwords, and apps and resources that can help you manage your money and your accounts much easier. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. A lot of credit card fraud or card fraud in general mm-hmm. is actually happens from somebody creating a duplicate card. So then where the risk is, is how are they getting the information to create that card? And that usually happens during, sometimes during a legitimate transaction, um, but a lot of times they'll employ different methods to try to get that information from you fraudulently uh, that they can then take, you know, they get the card number, they get the expiration date, they can get the code off the back, and now suddenly they've got enough information to create a duplicate card, and then they'll run out and they'll charge put charges on that new card before you catch it one way they can get that information about your card is by using a device called a skimmer and skimming is is actually it's a way of physically copying the card um it's common most commonly done um at atms or at gas pumps so places where people are going to go and stick cards in all day long but aren't particularly heavily monitored so a lot of times a fraudster will go and insert a device that isn't particularly visible mm-hmm. and you go, you put your card in, swipe your card, and you can actually do your legit transaction through that, through that you know, ATM or that gas pump. But while you're doing that, they've also scanned that, that magnetic stripe on it and pulled information off of it. They maybe put a camera on to watch what pin you type in. So now they've, you know, manually gathered a lot of the information that's on your card and try to create it. Another common way that actually happens is to restaurants. You hand your card off to a server who runs in the back to swipe your card. They swipe your card once to charge you for your meal. They swipe it another time in a different device to <laughs> gather that information and make a copy of that. So that's, that's something to keep an eye out for. And this can be a busy time of year for everyone. Maybe you're going out to go shopping, or you're getting ready for a family trip and gassing up, 
or you're enjoying a meal with your loved ones. Just be aware of what's going on. Something that's helped us is setting up alerts and notifications on purchases for our credit cards and debit cards. Depending on your bank, credit union, or financial institution, these alerts can be so quick that even before you leave the restaurant, gas station, or store, you'll get an alert about your purchases. And this can help you keep tabs on any unauthorized purchases. And another thing you want to be aware of is how people can try to get your information while you're online, especially with those emails. Maybe you've seen it from a bank or it could be IRS where they send you an email and saying there's a problem with your account and that you need to log in to get it fixed. While some emails are almost ridiculous on how badly they're written, a lot of scammers are getting better and better with their emails. It looks almost identical to the real thing, which is what can make them very dangerous and sadly effective. You mentioned phishing. You mentioned um, you know, people who either reach out by phone or by email, and they present you with you know, an urgent message from your credit card, you know, something about your account. And it looks like a legitimate email from a company that you do business with. You click on a link, it takes you to what looks like a real site, but it's not. It's a site that they've set up to look like um, that company's website, but it prompts you to enter your card information. And all it's doing in that situation is capturing that card information and putting it into a file that they can then use to make a fake card and either do online purchases or do in-store purchases with that. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the first red flag is if anybody reaches out to you and asks you for any sort of personal or any sort of card information, yeah, that's the first sign that maybe something's not right. Nobody should ever ask that for that information proactively. Um, it should always be you've gone out to them and tried to do something and then provide that. So um, if you get an email or a phone call, or they do, I see a lot by text now. Yeah. You know, just, you know, one, avoid clicking on anything when you get that. Uh, and two, report it to the legit inst institution because they're going to want to know that that's out there. And a lot of times they may have some security resources that they can reach out to and help get that, that fraudulent site shut down fairly quickly. As stressful as this situation can be with how sophisticated things have gotten, the good news is that there are people fighting back. There are options out there to help you stay on top of things. One example of this was this summer after I had my problem with my wallet being stolen. I had caught an episode where Joe was talking with the CEO of Coastal about the resources that they're throwing towards protecting their members and helping them should they experience identity theft. And they gave two resources that they're using to be proactive about this. During that episode, we had talked about two tools that Coastal offers to our members. Um, I'll talk about one first. That is uh, an app that we have called CardNav. Um, anybody can download it from either Apple or Google stores and install that on your smartphone. What that does is it allows you to control your debit card. Mm -hmm. um, so we're hoping to add that functionality for credit cards in the future, but for right now, any coastal debit card can be controlled through the CardNav app. So it's easy to, you know, you, you, once you've entered your card information into that um, and done whatever background authentication that we need to do to confirm that that's you and that's your card, yes. um, it allows you to do a few things. Um, one, you can sign up for alerts. So you can get alerted anytime your card's used. I love every time I sweep my card somewhere. 
um, I immediately get that buzz in my pocket, my phone saying, hey, you just spent uh, $42 at Target. Well, yeah, I know. That's good. If you see something on that that pops up on there that you didn't spend, then that's your first warning sign that something's not right. Um, it allows you to set restrictions. So you can go in and say, I only want my card to be used in North Carolina, or I only want it to be used in proximity of where I am with my phone at that time. Yeah, so you can put geographic restrictions and say, you know, my card can only be used within proximity of me or within a particular state or particular country, so that keeps your card from being used fraudulently. But the other one is transaction type. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you never use that card online, you can say, okay, well, I only want this card to be used at ATMs and merchants um, or only at merchants. So that gives you a little bit more finer control. So if for some reason that card was, the card information was stolen and they tried to use it online, it's not going to work. Um, or it'll only work on places that you've, you've authorized. Uh, and the other one would be, um, you know, the merchant type. So if there's certain things that you never, never do, you can kind of control those. But the other thing that CardNav allows you to do is just completely shut the card off. So what I like to do is I keep my card off until I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to lunch, I'll turn the card on. If I'm going to the store, I'll turn the card on. You know, when I'm walking from the parking lot to the, to the front door, I'll turn it on go inside, do my transaction. Once I'm done, I get that alert that the transaction happened, go back into the app and shut the car so off. So it's that quick. Okay. So it's that quick. It's instant. It's instant. In fact, I've forgotten a few times, swiped my card. It didn't work. Opened up the app, turned it on, swiped it again, and it worked right away. So it is automatic. So the other thing we talked about that day, and this is more um, you know, for the something's already happened to you member, um, but we rolled out earlier this year um, an identity theft recovery service. Uh, we call it ID Ally, and it's a pretty powerful service that's available for free to every single one of our members. Nice. You, know, you don't have to pay, pay a subscription for it. You don't have to have a particular type of product to get it. Every single person who is a Coastal member automatically has access to ID Ally. And what that does is... If you do experience identity theft, mm -hmm. yeah, we've got people here who will help you with simple card, but like there's a fraudulent transaction on my card, we'll work with you to get that cleared up. But if you suspect that something has happened and your identity has been compromised, and that doesn't necessarily mean something with your coastal account, that can be anywhere. Somebody opened a loan in my name at Wells Fargo, I can, I can use IDL to, to fight that. Or, oh, yeah, nice. oh, I got um, a W-2 for a job I don't have, you know, because people use, people use fraudulent information to, sure. for employment purposes. Um, so something like that would be, oh, hold on, my identity's been compromised. So in cases where people believe that our identity has been compromised, um, they can give us a call. We will put them in touch with a caseworker um, through ID Ally, and that caseworker will work with that member all the way through the process. Because recovering your identity after you've had, had it stolen is a very lengthy and very time consuming process. You have to call a lot of people, you have to file police reports and different affidavits. You have to reach out to wherever the fraudulent accounts were and try to combat those. So what the caseworker does is they do all that work for you. Every bank and credit union's different. But it's better to know the benefits that you have being a customer or a member ahead of time. 
So if you have a minute, check on your bank or credit union site or even go inside a branch and see what benefits do you have that will protect you, your finances, and your accounts. And finally, let's talk about one of the biggest ways that people can get unauthorized access to your accounts. And the third way, and, and it's a big thing that makes the news all the time, or would be data breaches. Yes. So a lot of times you might have somebody that's, a, you know, it's a card processing company or it's an actual merchant. You've had some really notable ones the last several years where they're doing a lot, a lot of transactions um, and even temporarily storing card data um, that they can go settle later on to get paid on those transactions. You know, somebody can go in and try to hack that information and get millions of card records in, in one swipe. Um, so those have been prevalent the last couple of years. We've been doing a lot of things as an industry to try to combat that. Um, you'll notice now that almost every card issuer is issuing cards that have a chip. Yes. So um, that's been really helpful. And merchants are switching over to switching over to chip transactions, um, and there's a very good reason for that uh, because anytime you do a transaction using the chip, that transaction is encrypted. So that uses tokens instead of the actual card data. Um, so we're able to settle up on the encrypted transaction. Protects the transaction, doesn't necessarily protect the card. So mm-hmm. you use that mag stripe on a card with a chip on it, you're still exposing it potentially, um, the information that's on there. But if you're using the chip for those transactions, then it makes it a lot harder to steal that information because that code that's generated is good for that transaction. And even though these data breaches might affect one company, for you, the impact can be greater if your passwords aren't secure. What do I mean by this? I'll admit, a few years ago, I had reached my limit. I had so many accounts between personal and business that I started recycling passwords. And that is a huge no-no. You don't want them to have the ability to take that information that they already have and then test it out with a financial institution or some other important account that you have. So protecting your accounts also means making sure you have secure, strong, and unique passwords. But what do you do if you just have way too many to keep track of? A resource that's been helpful for me and many other couples is Password Manager. There are different options out there. I personally use LastPass. And what I love about this is that I have a master password that I remember, but LastPass creates secure passwords for each of my accounts. That makes things a lot safer and at the same time more manageable for me. So whether you're going offline or online, you have to stay on top of your accounts. Like I've mentioned before, no one's going to care about your money as much as you do. So being proactive, looking at the resources that are available to you, talking with your bank or credit unions, what options are out there, and making sure that your passwords are secure are key steps in protecting yourself. I hope you never have to deal with identity theft or a scam accessing your accounts. But if you do, I hope this will minimize the damage. Before we close up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from my conversation with Joe. The first one is verify 
Whether it's offline or online, you have to stay on top of your accounts. Those phishing emails look very realistic sometimes, so you have to make sure that it's actually from the source. And be aware when you get phone calls from supposedly the IRS that that's not how they communicate with you. Staying on top of that, verifying yourself can be a huge protection against scams and fraud. The second one is create strong passwords. I know it's hard to come up with different passwords. I have some tips if you need some help on creating them, but please don't recycle passwords and don't use your kids or your spouse's birthday as your password. Finally, if you need to get a password manager, I had to do it myself. I've reached the point where there was just way too many accounts to create secure passwords for each one of them. I use LastPass and it has been a lifesaver for me. It's very affordable and it's a great way to keep your accounts safer by making sure that you have passwords that are strong. If you want to chat with me some more about this, ask questions or share your own tips, please join us over at Thriving Families on Facebook. It's a free, private, and positive community where we help one another out. Just head over to couplemoney.com Facebook. I hope to see you there. Special thanks to Joe for sharing these tips. If you're in the Triangle area and you're looking for a better banking option, please consider Coastal Federal Credit Union. We've been members for years. We love them. And if you want to find out more about password managers or dig a bit deeper on protecting yourself offline and online, I have all the resources we mentioned today, plus some extras over in the show notes at Couple Money. Just a heads up, next week, we're going to be focused on giving. Many of you love to donate and volunteer your time to causes that matter most to you. But what do you do when you're deep in debt? This is a very personal decision that can affect your finances. Wilson Muscadine from The Money Speakeasy is going to join me to look at how you can fit in giving no matter your finances. We'll also get into how you can build your budget to reflect your values. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on that. Our theme song was performed by a gentle regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere. And finally, and definitely most importantly, thank you so much for listening and sharing your favorite episodes. I love getting the word out and helping couples get more comfortable talking about money and getting on the same page. I really appreciate your support. I hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.